0: So now we're going to shift gears a little bit. We're moving out from the lounge. Uh, we're going to do it every once in a while. Just pull somebody up and have some good conversation like that for you get to know them. But tonight we've got a very special guest who's worked on something apparently a little bit different for tonight. I have no clue what's going to happen tonight. I have no clue what's happening tonight. Uh, but I want you to give Bud a big, amazing One Life Youth welcome. Okay, <laughs> come on, buddy. Does this work? Oh, there it goes. Hey guys, how you guys doing? I didn't know there going to be a couch up here when I started doing this. I could have just sat there the whole time. Hey, uh, you guys doing all right tonight? Anybody Was anybody else like me prepared for the cold? I'm kidding. I literally got in here and was like, oh, it's fine, and then I got here like 4 o'clock, and then all of a sudden, as I've been here for like 3 hours, all of a sudden I'm like, what has happened? It's insane, and now it's really cold, and I look like I'm ready for a a summer vacation. But um, guys, we are actually going to continue our series talking about Genesis, and so I'm really stoked. I'm excited to be able to get up here and uh, speak some truth to you. If you wouldn't mind, would you guys pray with me real fast? Jesus, thank you so much for your goodness and greatness. Thank you that uh, your word is true. It's awesome. It's powerful. Thank you that we get to uh, truly dig into your word tonight and that your truth could latch on our hearts. I pray that we would take some solid foundation truth with us this evening. Uh, we thank you for the stories that that we have can look at and learn from, and we thank you for what you're doing and how you're moving in our lives. In your holy name, amen. Cool. So, all right, yeah, applaud the, pr- applaud the prayer. All right, so... <laughs> Let's go ahead and get started. We're actually talking about Genesis. We're going to continue talking about Genesis. If you do not know, we've been going through it. And up until now, we've been talking about stuff that has been like big. So we talked about like the creation and uh, we talked about the fall of man. We've talked about Noah and the flood. Uh, Last week, Stephen uh, came up here and talked about the Tower of Babel, right? And the whole stories that go with it. And now we're going to hit a turning point in Genesis. And this is where, you know, instead of talking about, like, this big cosmic creation and stuff like that, what we're going to do is focus in and narrow in on one family. And this family is uh, about a guy named Abram. Not that one, but he's so excited. He was like, huh? Yes, that's right. Uh, So, by the way, Abram, uh, I'm going to say his name a lot tonight. So, uh, have, have any of you guys ever, like, been in class and you thought the teacher said your name? You know what I mean? And then you're like, huh? You know? This happens to me all the time because my name is Bud, right? And so people like the professor will teach or the teacher and they'll say, but, and they'll pause, right? Because they're about to like say something. I'm not paying attention. So all I'll hear it as Bud. I'm like, oh, yeah, Huh? that's me. I'm like, it's the worst. It happens all the time. And then uh, I don't know if any of you guys know, my wife's name is Ashley. And one time we were talking, uh, we were in the same class and she, she goes, that happens to me all the time. They, they will say actually. And I'll, I'll hear my name, Ashley, and I'll jump up. You know what I mean? And we had just got done saying that, and a mo—like it was a second later, the professor goes, "But actually," <laughs> and we, we were like, "What just happened?" <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. Anyway, yeah, it was cool. Anyway, so I should actually talk about this now. All right, so, um, so Abram's gonna hear a lot of his name tonight. Um. So you guys might have heard of Abram or Abraham is another name that God gave him eventually later on. And uh, Abraham, uh, he, uh, he had many sons. And I'm one of them. And so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Right on. I'm just kidding. Stop. We're going to sing that all day. No. But you guys know the song because you know of Abraham. You've heard of him. He is a central character in Genesis. Matter of fact, he was called a friend of God three times. I would love to be known as like the, 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 the reputation that he has, to be known as a friend of God. I think that's incredible. Um, and so we're going to read Genesis 12, 1 through 5 to start us off. So let's, let's bust this out. This is what Genesis 12, 1 through 5 says. It says, the Lord said to Abraham, uh, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go into the land that I will show you, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. I'll bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed. And Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left uh, Haran, and he took his wife, Sarah, his nephew, Lot, and all his wealth, his livestock, and all the people he had taken into his household at Haran. He headed for the land of Canaan. Okay, so this is what we're talking about. We're talking about God calls Abraham, or Abram. And he says, Abram, do this thing. I want you to leave. I want you to do this thing. I'm calling you this specific way and he calls abram out of this rebellious world that's going on to be a conduit to be a beginning portion of this salvation plan for people which i think is super cool but if you're like me you might go why abram i mean you ever wonder why like i mean yeah I, I get i get that i get that he called abram so that way he could be the person that starts this nation of God loving people. And ultimately they will bless the world because of them. But why actually him? And, and maybe it's just me, but when I read the Bible, I go through and I go, why? If you're, if you're not used to reading the Bible and saying why, you should, it's a really good practice. Why Abram? And so then I said, well, maybe I thought about, well, why would God call specifically him? So maybe God called Abram because he's extra special. Like maybe, maybe he was more holy than everyone else. And So then I looked back and I looked at the life of, of Abram. I realized that he came from the land of Ur, which is really fun to say. And it's, I know, you're like, no, nah, I want to say it. You can say it. He a from, of Ur. Yeah. And I know. And it was in Mesopotamia. And get this. They were known for worshiping Nana which is the moon god, which I thought for a second was your grandma, but that's not it. It's the moon god, because I thought Kanshu was the moon god. Anyway, that's a different something else, but, but he came from a city that was a city of idolater worshipers, right? I mean, like, they were a city of idolaters, so then I'm like, oh, okay, probably not, that's probably not the reason why God chose him then, and then I was like, oh, maybe, maybe it's because God knew That he looked at me and said, oh, this is a guy who is not going to mess up. And this is a guy that is good. This is a good guy, you know? And then I kind of started following the life of Abram. And as you kind of start reading more about his story, you see that um, he fails God many times. And he actually even doubts God's promises at times. And even to the point where he's like, well, I'll just take this into my own hands because God isn't going to do it. So then I thought, well, maybe not there either. So, why Abram? And the answer is because he responded. The verse says, He departed as the Lord instructed. God called him, and Abram responded. Which makes me think was he the first to get called? I mean, it really does. Like, was. Was God's plan specifically for him, or or did God call other people, and nobody responded? The first to actually step into that faith was Abram. And then, of course, that makes me think, has God called me into something, and have I responded? Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes when God calls us to do something—okay, most of the time, okay, all the time—when God calls us to do something— it's costly. And I mean, what does he tell, tell Abram? Right? He says, you're going to have to leave your country, leave your home, leave your security. Then he says, I want you to leave your people, your relatives. Go where nobody knows you, and I want you to do this in order to follow me. In order to follow God, he needed to leave everything. And this idea is true of all of us who call themselves believers as well. In Luke 9, 23 through 24, it says this. It says, then he said to the crowd, if any of you... This is Jesus talking, by the way. It says, if any of you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Jesus says, if any of you want to be my follower... As followers, we're called to give up our own way and lose our life so we can gain it. Man, in what ways have I had to sacrifice to to follow God's call? In what ways have you had to sacrifice to follow God's call? So, makes me. Well, let's talk about God's call real fast. So, God calls and He speaks what's interesting, there's a couple different types. So there's a general call. There's a general call that God has, and this is for all believers. So general call for all believers. And God's word says that as disciples, we're called to spend time with God in prayer and meditation. That we're called to serve our community, right? We talked about that earlier, like serving people. Uh, That we're called to turn away from sin and ultimately make more disciples by sharing the gospel, the good news. This is a general call that as a follower, a believer of Christ that we have. At the same time, we also have specific calls. And specific calls are are for every believer. And these are things that deal with things that are not clearly revealed in his word. So maybe what job or career do you think you're going to go into that God's called you? What ministry or service? Is God calling you into? We learned that that John dated for a long time before he got married. But even that, that mindset what call is God calling you to either date or eventually marry, right? Maybe maybe God's calling you to serve the kingdom with certain gifts. and, And that's a calling, a specific calling for you. So what's interesting is you have this general call that is for all believers. Yet, at the same time, everyone has a specific calling on their life. So each of these callings, you can imagine, have their own sacrifices, their own things that in order to do this, I'm going to have to, we'll have to give this up. And I know that if I just leave it like that, says God's called you, you have to give up stuff, peace, uh, you might go. Uh, But that seems hard. Why would I do that? Because there's more so like god continues right and he says to abram he says do these things and i have promises for you god's call includes great promises for those who obey so if if you could get one thing this evening just one thing this is the one thing that i really want you to hone in on i want you to get this one truth ready God always keeps his promises. Okay, there you go. Now, I want you to look at the promises that God gave uh, Abram, right? So, if we look at the promise that God gave Abram, this is in uh, 12 2 through 3. It says, The Lord said to Abram, uh, Leave your native country. Your relatives your father's family and go into the land that i will show you i'll make you into a great nation i'll bless you and make you famous i will I'll, you will be a blessing to others i'll bless those who bless you curse those who treat with contempt all the families on earth will be blessed through you okay so uh so yeah pretty cool these are the blessings that he has for him there it is so god gave abram threefold promise at this point he says i'm gonna give make you a great nation you're gonna have tons of descendants He says, I'm going to give you land, right? And then he says, I'm going to give you blessing. I'm going to make your name great. Which is interesting because Stephen talked about it last week, about the Tower of Babel. Like, the reason why they even built the tower to begin with was because they're like, we want to make our own name great. And on their own, God was like, no, no, no. But here's a situation where God says, I will do this. This is a promise for you. And not only will I bless you, but then ultimately you will be a blessing for others. Which sounds great, because after all, God always keeps his promises. But it gets a little bit more complicated than that. So, I'll make you a great nation, and you'll have descendants. His wife, Sarah, was barren. She could not have kids. By the way, I don't know if you caught that, he was 75 years old. When god called him to do this that's older than adam do you understand thank you she's like that's old exactly (laughs) silver fox um but she couldn't conceive children he was 75 years old and and then this land that god says i'm going to give you this land it wasn't like it's right over there no this land was far it was 700 miles away they didn't have cars this was a year after year after year trip just to get there and at this time abram well he had no nobody knew his name like we do today these are major challenges of the promises that god has for abram yet God always keeps his promises. And it's these promises that God gives Abram in this in Genesis 12 that literally sustain him and his family in faith, even when they don't see them fulfilled. So later on, the story continues, it's Genesis 15, and God speaks to Abram again. And this is what he says. He says, sometime later, right, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you, and your reward, reward, I can't even say that, reward will be great, but Abram replied, oh, sovereign Lord, this is, this is Abram, pay attention how he responds, God, like, God later said, I'll protect you, don't worry, and this is how he responds, oh, sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have an, a son, since you've given me no children, eliezer i think that's how he said of damascus a servant in my, my my household will inherit all of my wealth you've given me no descendants of my own so one of my servants will be my heir and then the lord said no your servant will not be your heir for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir then the lord took abram outside and said to him look up at the sky and count the stars if you can that's how many descendants you will have And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Abram is wrestling with his fears. God comes to him and says, I'll do this. And Abram just honestly goes, listen, God, I'm kind of remembering these promises that you gave me. Uh, It's been 10 years. It's been 10 years, and i got to be real with you. Uh... I still don't have a son, and my wife isn't getting any younger. Just being real with you, God. So I don't know what what you're planning on doing there. And even after God, his response is confusion. Like, what's going on? You gave me these promises. What's happening? It's a realistic response from Abram. And God, in his kindness, clarifies. And says, "No, no, no, you will still have a son." Matter of fact, and he takes him outside. He says, Look at these stars. I don't know if you guys ever seen a night sky with stars. Can I put that up there? Just this is a general idea. Um, so here's the deal. I have. I don't know if you ever have, but if you've ever gone to a place where there's no like outside lights, like no city lights, and you go in the middle of nowhere, basically is where you have to go. And it's dark, it's pitch dark. And you look up, it is absolutely incredible. The stars are so many. It's one of those things where you're like, you look at it and you're like, oh wow, there's a star, 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 star. And then as you look close, you start to realize that there's stars in between the stars. And then as you look closer, you realize that there's stars in between the stars that were in between the stars. And you're like, what the heck is going on? It's incredible. It is absolutely amazing. And then my favorite part about this is God tells us to Abram, and how does Abram respond? Abram says this. He says, Abram believed the Lord. I mean, that's amazing. And then, because of that, the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Somewhere inside of him, even after all the craziness and waiting, Abram knew That God always keeps his promises. And then what's crazy. Is that God doesn't even make it happen. Right away. Like here. Like he boosts up Abram. It's like okay. So got it. So 15 more years later. Finally. Sarah gives birth to a boy little baby Isaac. She is 90 years old when this happens. And if you do your math, Abram is 100 years old. I don't care who you are. I do not want to have a baby at 100 years old. What is wrong with you, God? Like, I'm really glad you, you came through, but what the heck? Like, I can barely keep up with my kids now. They're six and seven. I am obviously like 23, but like, seriously, it's like, I can't imagine being 100. That is absolutely, that's unbelievable. But God always keeps his promises. And actually, if we look back at the threefold promise that God gave Abram, he said, I'm going to make you a great nation. You're going to have these descendants, right? Uh, and then we realize, as we follow the story of them, we realize that Isaac was born. And then of Isaac, he had two sons, Esau and Jacob. And then Jacob ultimately wrestled with God and got renamed Israel. And then because of that, there were the 12 tribes of Israel, which ultimately became the Israelites. Which, we know the story, they got in prison, and then Moses freed them out. I mean, there's, And then they grew and grew. The whole nation of Israel, the Israelites, were Abram's descendants. Did you know, Abram never got to see that? He did. God says, hey, I have this land for you, this promised land. By the way, do you know why we call it the promised land? Because God promised the land. Oh. Some of you are like, my mind is so blown right now. Yes. That's why we call it the promised land, because God said, I promise you this land to Abram. And did you know that the only land of that promised land that Abram ever possessed was a small burial plot where he had his wife buried, and ultimately he was buried as well. And then finally, God says, I will bless you, and I will make your name great. Have you heard of Abraham? Abraham. Exactly. Exactly. He's known in Scripture as the father of faith. How cool is that? When we look at all the situations, maybe it didn't quite happen the way we are expecting, but at the end of the day, the reality is, God always keeps his promises. God is faithful and keeps his promises even When we don't see it. And I know that's hard. I get it. So then, what are some of the promises that God has for us? I'm like, what are some of the promises that God says, hey, this is a promise I give to you? Okay, so there's a lot, first off. There's so many in the Word of God. It is It's so numerous, and if you don't know them, just I want you to spend a couple moments with your Bible and go like, oh yeah, that's a promise, oh yeah, that's a promise, it's incredible. But I also want you to know, it's important because there's two different types of promises that God gives. There's unconditional promises, there's nothing you have to do to get this, and then there's conditional promises. When you do this, this will happen, right? So you have some unconditional promises, and with these unconditional promises and these conditional promises, if you let them seep into your heart, It changes the way you live. Truly. An unconditional promise. Uh, Romans 8 says this. It says, nothing can keep you from the love of God. And then it goes on to say, like, no height, no no depth, no width, like, nothing, no powers of evil. Not even yourself, not your sin, not your shame. Nothing can keep you from the love of God. Hold on to that truth. Another one, Romans 6, 23, says this. (coughs) It says for the wages of sin is death promise but the free gift of god is eternal life through christ jesus our lord also a promise in hebrews 13 it says jesus is the same yesterday today and forever oh man how awesome is that that we can trust what he says And then there's also conditional promises. And the conditional promises are interesting because, like, if we look at uh, Proverbs, for instance, it says, all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear of harm. You need to listen to him as a condition. Romans 10 says this, says, if you openly declare Jesus is Lord... And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's a promise. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. There's a condition, and there's a promise. Proverbs uh, 3 says this, I, I'm only, by the way, touching on a smidget of some of these promises in the Bible. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understandings. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. Have you ever been in a moment where you're like, I don't know what to do? Have you ever thought, like, God, I don't, what direction are you trying to pull me in? What, what is happening? I, I feel like I have so many different options. What do I do? The promise of God is trust in him with all your heart seek him he will make your path clear this is a promise james 4 even says draw near to god and he will draw near to you do you feel distant from god let me think about that have you have you fallen into this routine You just come on Sundays, you come on Wednesdays, and you're starting to feel this distance, almost like a wedge between you and God? My question would be, have you drawn near to God? Because he has a promise that says, when you draw near to him, he draws near to you. That is a promise that we can bank on. And it's important to know God's promises. It's important to take them and latch them on our hearts. Why? Why? Because God always keeps his promises. By the way, there was a study by Microsoft. And you're like, what? And they said, if you want to get somebody to remember something, like where they absolutely remember it, and if you want somebody to uh, latch onto something and, and kind of like make that like this core kind of like thought, that you need to tell them, Six to 20 times. Minimum of six. There's obviously something I'm really trying to get you guys to get tonight. (laughs) Because of God's promises, we can trust in the Lord. Maybe tonight you're here and you feel trapped or you feel the weight of shame or you feel the weight of of anxiety on you and i will tell you you need to trust in the lord you need to have faith in him and his promises and when i talk about a biblical faith i'm not talking about this a biblical faith is not this uncertain wish i sure hope it's true oh, I, I really hope a lot that God will do this or, or come through. Like, that's not a biblical type of faith. A biblical type of faith is faith that is firm. It's certainty. And this is the type of faith that God is calling us to have. So I'm going to have the band come up. And I want us, I want us to respond And my hope my goal my plead with you is that you would have faith in God that you could respond to his call in your life thanks and that you would know you can trust in the promises that God has for your life because God always keeps his promises always so I want us to respond if you would go ahead and uh, stand up I mentioned some different things tonight i talked about how god has put a calling on you a general calling a specific calling i know that right now some of you in this room have never responded to that call i know that right now some of you are going man bud you've been talking a lot about this guy named abram what's going on and god i don't understand it all boils back to Jesus. Like we sing a lot about Jesus, we we'll talk about what he's done. Abram is the start. He's the beginning of this holy nation of people who put their trust in God, in Jesus. Jesus is ultimately the one that comes, he saves, he moves, he works. We can look at the promises of God, we can look at the promises of Jesus, and we can trust them tonight as we respond I'm going to challenge you to think about where are you where are you I mean are you are you on that point where you say I've been wanting I I recognize that God's called me but I'm not really stepping out into that like Abram might not have been Abram if he didn't respond is God calling you and you're just not quite responding? Maybe God's put a specific calling on your heart and you know it. And you're like, that's uncomfortable. I don't know about that. Maybe tonight you spend some time listening to God's voice. Maybe, maybe you've had a hard time with trusting people. Maybe you've had a hard time with the trust in general. Maybe you've been hurt. Can I tell you that God always keeps his promises? If you're weary, if you're tired, if you're full of anxiety, hurt, pain, there is freedom. I'm gonna ask that as we respond, as when we come up, that if you, if that is you in any one of those moments, you're like, I am I want to respond to that call. Man, I, I do feel like I'm not trusting God the way I need to. I, I do feel like I'm my faith is lacking. I want to challenge you to do something about it. To respond. So I want you, as we finish off in this song, to find. One of the leaders. Go to them. Be open and honest. Just Let them know. Hey, this is where I'm at. Pray for me. We do this together. We're a community. We love you guys. You guys can come on up. We're going to worship. Jesus, thank you so much for goodness and greatness. Thank you that we can lean into the truth of who you say you are. Thank you that you are so incredible that you always keep your promises whether we see them or not thank you that we don't have to do this alone and thank you that you are so, you're there we need you we praise you in your holy name